0: club called 1018 oh
1: i remember 1018 1018 all the spanish people were there yeah right? the old spanish, roxy yeah old spanish club
0: i think i was about 16 years old and he was just standing there and he just had like a trillion dollars worth of jewelry on him yeah, he's having- <laughs> and like four chicks
1: oh no
0: <laughs> and that was the first oh. time i ever witnessed mike tyson
2: Dude, I was just watching you last night. Shark what, Tank. Brother. Shark
1: Tank's uh, a tank,
0: fucking hook. <laughs> I'm
2: a big fan. I love it.
0: Good, man. We have a
2: we have a good time. Woo! Mike, you want to bring us in? i going to be. Uh... Nah,
0: come on. Bring it <laughs> <a laughs> in. There's a a lot fin, of dude. smoke in bring here. Us in. Bring it Already. You want me to bring us yes. in?
2: Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Hot Boxing. I'm smoke, Evan brother? Britton. <laughs> no, I don't. Oh, man! <laughs> You want to do it again? Yeah. We'll air it out if we have. No, to. no,
1: no, no. I enjoy it. <laughs> okay, okay. Oh, no. Give him water. He
2: needs a the water. There you go. Yeah. Get your water. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Hot Boxing. I'm Evan Britton. And I'm Mike Tyson. Mike, we got a great guest here, brother. Oh man, this is a really memorable one. We're not gonna (laughs) forget this one. The one, the only, Damon John. Welcome, my brother. Fubu in the house. Fubu baby.
0: Fubu.
2: Hell yeah, I love it, man! All right, thanks for coming. It's an honor. I am excited. Have you guys known each other for a while?
0: For years, I've seen them for years. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah, we, 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 you know, we have a lot of history. A lot of history that Mike probably doesn't know. He but he might know, might not remember. I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you gotta nah, tell us. I did a lot of party. us, yeah. Tell us. Tell us yeah, man. we
0: do. Um, well, first time obviously that, that that I ever he didn't know me. First time I remember getting a couple of dollars and I went to this went to this club and I snuck in, and that's the first time I saw the heavyweight champion of the world. Club a called, club? club called 1018.
1: Oh, I remember 1018. 1018. All the Spanish people were there. Yeah, right? the, the old Spanish, Roxy. Yeah, old Spanish club.
0: I think I was about 16 years old, and he was just standing there, and he just had like a trillion dollars worth of jewelry on him.
1: Yeah, he have-
0: said. <laughs> and like four chicks.
1: Oh, no.
0: <laughs> and my dude outside was a stick-up kid, and they said, yo, Mike Tyson's in there. And they were like, we ain't sticking up that motherfucker. Oh, yeah. They was, we was about to take. He like, my boy was about to take his chain off and give it to Mike. Fuck it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here's another one, big man. And that was the first uh, time I ever witnessed uh, Mike Tyson.
1: I forgot those That's days. Awesome. Those wild yeah, 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 days. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, That's yeah. epic, dude. Growing up in New York City. That's amazing. Well, I was just I just read an article about you. Yeah. And I looked it, about it. It made it was really interesting because it ties directly to something we we just talked about earlier today. Which was the hip hop culture in New York City. Yeah. When Mike was coming up, tying Mike to the hip hop community, but then how you, how Fubu was really inspired out of that as well. Yeah, of
0: course. Absolutely. Well, when we came up in New York in those days, you know, um, we didn't really have anybody to look up to, you know, in 84 and 85. And what we did have to look up to was this young emerging group of drug dealers because crack had just started to devastate the neighborhood so we had these people in our neighborhood named supreme and fat cat and Callie and all these people that we used to look up to we wanted to be like them but on the flip side thank god i grew up in hollis queens and they say something must be in the water because the same exact time hip-hop started to hit hollis queens and instead of just having to envy Supreme Team and all these guys, we started to look at people who all came from House Queens Run DMC, LL Cool J, Salt and Pepper, Tribe Called Quest, uh, Lost Voice, Ja Rule, Onyx, 50 Cent. And we started to see all these guys and we started to say, wait a minute, we can make money doing something we love and I don't have to go to jail. You know, and, and, um, and, and, and so hip hop just started to inspire me, but I realized I couldn't rap, sing, or dance. I could dance, actually. I started to dance. Actually, you know, I, I started to dance, to tell you the truth. And then I remember um, going to a audition for, to, for Houdini to become a dancer for Houdini. And they said, okay, I'll take you on tour. My mother said, you ain't going on no tour. You're
2: 16 <laughs> years
0: old. And then Jermaine Dupree, this kid out of Atlanta, took my position on we that know tour. know Jermaine. Oh, wow. Right? But funny, I started being able to go on these tours in like 86, like just, you know, roadie. And um, all of my friends and I, if we didn't know how to rap, we all aspired to be something in that space. So one of my friends said, I'm going to be the best m- movie director. My other friend said, I'm going to be the best um, uh, music uh, executive. I said, I'm going to be in fashion because somebody got to dress all these people. And my other friend said, man, I'm still going to stay a drug dealer. <laughs> but those friends have been being Irv Gotti, um, Hype Williams, my other friend who said he's going to be the best drug deal is still in jail. And Hype made the movie Belly about him. Oh, so we wow. all ended up hitting what we wanted to be, yeah. good, bad, or indifferent. But it changed my life. And I was, I, I just was, I was really just making the clothes so I, could, so I could be the last person that kicked off the video set. Yeah. Because I just wanted to holler at all the video girls. <laughs> and so when <laughs> no they were when, when about to come and kick me off, I'd be like, nah, yo, I'm, I'm about to dress the artist, man. <laughs> I had the same stinking ass T-shirt talking about I'm going to dress the artist. So they didn't kick me off. How old were you? I was was about 19 at that time, 1920 at the time.
2: That's amazing. Tell us the story about you guys getting LL Cool J to throw one of your shirts on. And that kind of started this whole initial campaign.
0: Yeah, so L lived in the neighborhood, and um, I think they were shooting the Hey Lover video or something like that around the neighborhood. But uh, what I did at first was I, I, used to, I only had a couple of shirts. So what I did at first is I used to make only 4Xs and 6Xs because I knew the big guys didn't have a lot of fashion at that time. Yeah. Right? And I knew that the big guys were going to wear a 6X and wear my style every day if they could because now they had something fly to wear. And usually they were the bodyguards. Yeah. So I dressed as many of them as I could. And after l saw those things for a while, he started to get used to the product and and was like you know he wasn't afraid of it and I remember him him trying to he was he was about to come out here to shoot in the house and i I stood outside of his door for about five six hours and I begged him to wear it and he said, "You know what you know I, I couldn't look at my community in the face if I didn't support you, so if you ever get anywhere and you won't, <laughs> you take care of me and He took one shot when i was le when, when he was leaving to California, and i would- ne- I, I thought I'd never see him again. Because he's moving out of the neighborhood. And we took that picture and we just ran with it everywhere. That's crazy,
2: dude. <laughs> and that's all she wrote. That's all she wrote. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, it was good. Good time. No, it's awesome, dude. Mike, you know LL?
1: Yeah, he's going to do the show.
2: Oh, yeah, we got to have him. He's on doing there. the podcast. We got to have him yeah, on. he's going to do the podcast. Let me tell you,
0: you, you want me to tell you another time I ran into Mike Tyson? Please. Uh-oh, let
2: me know. Please.
0: Mike was about to fight Lennox Lewis. And, and and so we heard the best way to get in touch with Mike. We all knew people like Kadar and a lot of people that Mike, Mike made growing up with. And we was like, we got to get to Mike because he just, I don't know if he just came home, but he was, he was, he was. No, we, we just want to get to get a hold of him. And we call him Virginia, call him play, and we can never get to Mike because we want to dress him for the fight. And they were like, he also doesn't really wear logos on the trunks. I mean, he just comes in, you know, the way he comes in. So we we, 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 we finally got a hold of Lennox Lewis and he was our boy and we dressed Lennox Mike finds out we're dressing Lennox <laughs> I go to his house in Vegas there's a big party Mike Tyson party now my bodyguard used to work with Mike his name is Grim we're at the house Mike comes out and there's a bunch of people around him he's having a good time and then he walks up to me and he just he pokes me in my chest <laughs> and put like a little hole in my oh, chest oh man and he said yo what the fuck would you dress Lennox Lewis? He can't even sell pantyhose. <laughs> I was like, yo, man, but I, but Mike, we've been trying to get a hold of you. You, you, want, you want to do something? And He said, no, 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 no. I'm here to party. <laughs> and he looked at me really funny for a second. And my bodyguard, who knew his crew, said, yo, let's get out of here. I was like,
2: nah, no, he's girls." <laughs> he was like, here.
0: He's like, no, Mike's about to knock you the fuck out. <laughs> I would not do that. <laughs> He was like, i seen him smack motherfuckers and he knocks them the fuck out. Like, let's get out of here. And I don't want to have to start fucking up all the people I know in here. (laughs) So I leave. About a year later, in Vegas, a trade show or something, I get on a plane. I was late. I'm running because whatever happened, I said, you know what? I got to get a red eye. I got to head out of here. I'm going to leave my whole staff there. I get on a plane. Guess who sits next to me? Motherfucker, Mike Tyson. (laughs) Sits next to me and goes, Hello. (laughs) <laughs> i go oh this motherfucker don't know who i am right so i just stand here looking out the window for most of the time and i said to myself i still i still this was about a year and a half or two years ago i still felt that pain from that that little poke that he gave me and i remember the waitress bringing over the drink the, the drink and sat in between us and he fell asleep and all night i was trying to spit in his drink
1: oh no, no. all night i was like oh, you're evil
0: <laughs> fuck. Like, I ain't never gonna Seriously? beat him I, was, I, I, I ain't never gonna beat him So hold on Let me get a tuna fish sandwich So I can make sure There's some substance To oh. this lungy Oh man, oh. And I'm man. gonna spit In this motherfuckers drink Right now
2: Oh no
0: I'm glad I hope I didn't drink it I never I was too afraid To spit in it I so, hope I never drank it So when I When we got oh, when we, landed we landed and we landed We getting our bags And then my partners On a plane And Mike didn't really Put together It was me he didn't know. all my partners together, and we were leaving, and he looked, like, he looked at us like,
1: ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not like that no mm. more. Uh, I'm enlightened.
0: <laughs> and after, that, after that, it's been all love since my, thank God I ain't spitting your drink, baby. Thank God. Uh,
2: yeah, yeah. Thank God. <laughs> thank God you didn't do that.
1: Man. Oh, man. But listen, it's been good when you think about how God's been good. You see Supreme and those guys, and Prince and all those guys
0: messed up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know
1: what I mean? Whew.
0: It was hard, man, growing up. There were so many things that were taking us in the wrong direction because oh, we didn't know any better.
1: Man, I never thought I'd live to be 25 or anything like that. Me neither. We were all never. told that we'd yeah, be dead jail uh, right yeah, by 21. My mother told me that never in a million years thought I'd be alive. And we're here. Yeah. We're here.
0: God is good. Driving. You know what I mean? I think that as a little kid, I was dyslexic, and my father had left at 10, and I never would see him again or speak to him again. And, you know... I kind of became the man of the house at that age. And my mother, a brilliant and hardworking woman. She worked as much as she could, but I just didn't want to see her work that hard. And I just always wanted to be able to—I felt bad if I would ask my mother for something because I know she ain't got it. And when we were growing up, the same way I loved fashion, you know, listen, I wanted a bubble coat or I wanted an 8-ball jacket or I wanted some Vasco jeans or something like that. And I just felt like the only way to do it is by earning it. Um, and then I just became really good with numbers and then we used to have this gang and there were two, two type of gangs in my neighborhood called Hollis Crew and another one called Boom Bash. And because um, and I was a little kid, I was really small, I realized that the best way to, uh, to not get beat up and to have these cats really just you know, uh, make sure I was okay was to explain to them how they should make money doing what they do. And they would always just say, leave little man alone. And I started getting known as this little man with, with the with little, little, little smart man, you know what I mean? Around the neighborhood. And no matter what, any, if I had a problem, they'd be like, yo, leave little man alone. And I said, listen, I can, I can make moves doing this. I can, I can get places doing this, you know? So, um, and that grew into, it was always my validation to get on a video set or, 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 or be one of the people that they left alone or, or something of that nature or because they, they valued a brain. They would just basically say, you know, little hustler, and they, they, they value that.
2: That's pretty awesome.
1: And I was just the other guy in the neighborhood to just rob anybody. <laughs> had no ethical for <laughs> robbing. Rob a church. Just rob anybody, you know. If, if there's an opportunity, my mother's boyfriend, get gets drunk, fall asleep, fucking get his pocket, just rob anybody.
2: <laughs> but you would have thought that the dude who— helped you figure out how to handle money would have probably been pretty valuable
1: yeah extremely valuable yeah yeah for sure
2: because these are the things that you never learn in school you know even going to college no you know unless you're majoring in finance or something like that
0: yeah but if they if you're majoring in finance they'll teach you they'll teach you how the numbers work but then they won't teach you how to sell right right so you you'll get one aspect of it which is which is extremely valuable, but then, how do you find your customer? How do you sell? how do you produce a good? You know what I mean like how do you couple all those things together to make it you know to make it work
2: yeah, bombus man I think it's awesome
1: well homeless people that's the most requested um item in socks. yeah',
0: well, yeah. tell the homeless, them Damon, yeah, cause and, uh, they came on the show they were doing about eight hundred thousand I think a year, and now I think they're going to do about a hundred million a year. Um, but more importantly, they learned. They they taught me a very valuable lesson. Um, you know, years ago when we used to just give at the end of the year, you know, at the office, give to charitable organizations. But like you just said, uh, the homeless have a, a special need. And every time these uh, the the bombers people sell a pair of socks, they give a pair away to the homeless. And what I learned is today's customer, today's consumer, they want to know that they every time they spend a dollar that they've contributed. Toward the betterment of something else, some other cause or whatever the case is. And they don't give at the end of the year no more. They basically say at the end of the year, I've given to 500 different organizations. And because today everybody, you know, you you open up your phone everybody sells everything. Yeah. So now it's even more important to know that there's a backstory behind it and the people aren't just trying to make a profit. Nothing wrong with that, but the people are also – Helping other people on the way, and it really has changed a lot of the ways that I do business and I look at business. You know, when I, when Fubo was really big, we never advertised that we gave to people that needed it because we didn't want to profit off of people's um,
1: emotions,
0: uh, yeah, yeah, emotions and challenges. But now you almost have to tell people what you're doing, or they won't value you. Yeah. So a lot of people listening to this man, if they're they they have a product or a service or whatever, make sure people know the story. You know. On on how you're going to uh, make sure the other people benefit off the purchase.
2: Yeah, absolutely. What do you think about Tyson Ranch? It's got a hell of a story. I, I
0: think it's great. I think it's an amazing story. I was in there looking at all, uh, looking at all the things that are going to happen. Yeah, I love the fact that there's a, there's a side, there's a family uh, side to it as well. You know, I love the live entertainment. You know, so it looks like. You know, you, you're making sure there's a full spectrum of services because a lot of people want to probably touch the Tyson brand and have a great experience, but they don't, they can't necessarily touch it this way, but they'll be able to touch it this way.
1: Yeah. And also, um, Tyson Ranch is also associated with uh, Standing United, which is also a group that helps um, addiction and homelessness. That's well. right. That's yeah. right.
2: See?
0: Case in point. Yeah.
2: Well, and also, you know, cannabis as medicine mm-hmm. for athletes to endure you know lots of injuries and concussions and all of that stuff
0: yeah i use i use cbd and i've been you know i've I've messed around a little bit because i had a thyroid cancer two years ago so, yeah um
2: so yeah did you you utilize some cbd and yeah
1: so tell me um ever during that moment did you ever have doubts that you may not come out cool
0: you know, I, I didn't know I had the cancer until the surgery. And then when I was taking just a lump off my thyroid, then they told me that the one-hour sur- one surgery became three-and-a-half hours of taking out this, this, this thing. But it, it was concerning because, thank God, that uh, thyroid cancer is the slowest-growing cancer. But it was already in my body for about three years, and it was moving up to my lymph nodes. And um, I wouldn't have known about it unless I was smart enough to go get an executive physical and, and check on myself ahead of time. And uh, I'm cancer-free, so 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 I'm good. But <clears throat> it was a very scary time because, you know, listen, you know, the, it's, it's just something you just don't know how it's going to affect you, hmm. you know? Wow, man.
2: Thank God you're, but, you're but, clear, yeah, though. Yeah, but it's even better now because yeah, I'm good, right? Yeah, and, it's and, awesome. And,
0: and, and it made me start going and getting those yearly physicals, those executive physicals, and checking up on myself because... A lot of us neglected ourselves for so
2: for so yeah. many years, you know. Yeah, you talk a lot about that taking good care of. That's that not
1: house. what we do in the black family. We don't go nah. to the house. we get nah. money. Yeah, because we, think we about don't have surviving. Money. Yeah. yeah, we don't think about yeah. that. You don't think we about get it. money. We get surviving. We get our clothes. We want people respected, look up to us. Yeah. You know, we want to be something in the community.
0: Yeah, we so we want to get clothes to get a job. You know what I mean? Buy a suit to make sure we look clean. We didn't. We we wouldn't thinking about taking care of ourselves because, like th- Mike said. We ain't even going to be around after 21. So why, why should we be worried about it? Because it ain't, it ain't going to be cancer that kills us as far as we're, we're talking. No way. You know? Yeah. But, Fuck. you know, Mike and I are here to show that that's not the case. No, no way. Doubt. That's no. not the case.
2: No doubt. Mike, so how did you decide that Damon was cool in your eyes after the Lennox no. <laughs> debacle? Uh.
1: Listen, I don't know how these guys look at themselves, man. These guys were part of our community, man. What they were doing was, man, it was, a, what can I say? It was a form of, like, giving us something. We had something that was us. It was from us, by us. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, that's, and, that, and those uh, and those words, um, they rippled across the nation and across the world, and everybody supported them. That's why they became who they were. Everybody always respected them. You know what I mean? I'm sure there's always people that had hating them a play, but I bet you they wore the product. It's just what it is, you know what I mean? When you when, when the idea has come and its time has come, nothing can stop it, and that's how football was. When their time came, nothing can stop them. We just rolling down all the competition. Do you
0: feel that way? You know, I was too close to it. I was just doing what we loved. I was just um, I was just trying to just make sure everybody got. You know, got to be able to touch the brand and understand that we just loved hip hop and we loved. Yeah, because these guys
1: are out in the community. They weren't hiding. They weren't hiding behind yeah. the mansion, and then they were in the community. People could see them. People could touch them. Yeah. They were at the club. They were at the celebrity basketball thing They were they were there. You can touch them.
0: You know? yeah, it was just a good feeling. You know, to feel like you belong and not having to watch your watch your back. And then then starting to see actually people say, you know what, I was I was always wanting to be an entrepreneur, and because of you guys, you made me feel like I could be one. Um, and and then I also loving the fact that listen, other cultures had valued the brand as well, and you know we weren't bigots. We would love to say that listen, this is powered by an African American culture called hip hop. But if you love hip hop, we'll rock with you. You know, you know people had always asked me, were you only going to just dress uh, people of color? No, they, listen, if Eminem wanted, a, he one of the baddest rappers on the planet. If Third Base wanted something, no problem. I don't, I don't, I didn't care who it was as long as they loved hip hop. You I had some fooboo jeans. Well, I man, There you go. It's love.
2: I did, man. <laughs>
0: I love it. Everybody did.
2: I, man. I mean, I was thinking that reading this article today about, like you were talking about, Mike. Um, it's as if you know this thing had to come into existence. You know this, this company, this mm-hmm. this idea that you had, and it's amazing that you know you were put here on the universe to bring this into. The African American community, you know, uh, yeah. you know, I, I I will have to give credit to. Have Carl you ever Kanai. heard?
1: Of, have you ever heard of um, Reggie Lewis? Yeah,
2: from oh, B T. Uh, hey, Beaches,
0: huh? From Beaches, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm just hey, yeah. checking <laughs> on you for sure. It's checking sure. on your IQ, brother. Sure, 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 sure. Reginald Lewis, but you know, I I, I got inspired by Calk and I, and I got inspired by Cross Color, So, um you know, I got to give it up to those who inspired me as well. Yeah, and. um so I think maybe they, were, they, were, they were born to do that, and then, then, I, then I, I followed in their, their, their footsteps a little bit.
2: Yeah, well, I think it's all in the chain. Carl was off the hook, know? too.
0: Carl was great. Yeah,
2: was off It's the all in the chain of energy of how things get created and brought into the world, man, so it's awesome. Nah, that's true. And I think it's cool that you've transitioned it into a new company, really, yeah. into a licensing company. Yeah. I think that's really cool. I think you never hear that about businesses, right. you know? And so I think if you could talk a little bit about that, I think that's really interesting. Yeah, how you, know, you did that.
0: Well, when Fubu, you know, most fashion brands, hot brands, you know, they stay hot for you know, five to seven years, right? And then they kind of go off and they return every 10 or maybe 20 years. Now, we're not talking about, you know, like Louis Vuitton or Nike that have this consistency. You got the the unicorns of the world. But recently, over the last two, three years, you know, FUBU has had this resurgence. Now, we always have license because, you know, to, to expand globally, you can't just do it yourself. You license something into Korea. You license something in other territories. You license different categories. So, like, we won't make boots. We'll have somebody else make boots. Somebody else make fragrance. And recently, you know, I, I, you know, the 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 kids and people out there have just been requesting food. I guess because maybe the things that happened with Gucci and Prada, or all these other things, where people would sort of say, you know, when and are we? Dapper
1: gonna... Dan, can't get Dapper Dan. Dapper
0: Dan absolutely. <laughs> can't get, get Dapper Dan. We got to get Dapper
1: Dan here too. Oh yeah, to yeah. Dapper. I
0: think he's being honored at the Met yeah. the Met Gala this yeah, year. Yeah, so. off the hook. He's That's he's dope. the greatest. He's the greatest. And. Um, and and yeah, so so we started turning it into a licensing company, to license out the 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 name to people we think are going to add value to it and expand the brand, and that's what we've been doing. And people have been calling us now for Fubu documentaries and movies and scripted shows about the crazy days of Fubu with the you know sex, drugs, rock and roll, fashion, you know what I mean, and all the crazy stuff. So.
2: So it's really good. We we turned it into a great licensing company. That's awesome, man. Well, it's really it sort of has its own identity. It's like a cultural icon FUBU.
0: Yes, yeah, I, I would say it's the first hashtag, right? Or yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or, or one of the or it's hashtags for clothing. That's great, uh, you know? dude.
2: First hashtag. Well, what else you got going on, man? You've got an, you're going to be interviewing Mike.
0: I'm going to be interviewing Mike. I got okay, I got a new cool. book coming out. Yeah. Nice. Tell us about the book, which Yeah, book the book's called about? Power Shift, right? It's going to be um you know, talking about the art of the three processes of how you progress, whether in business or in life, where you know, you nurture a relationship, then you negotiate a relationship, and then you and then you make sure How do you, how you program do your efforts.
1: mind to do that though?
0: Well, well I'm gonna be asking you.
1: Okay, my bad. <laughs> okay.
0: That's what that interview is about because I mean think about it like this I mean you know, I'm gonna be I, w- I wanna know how, how did Mike how did, how did Mike um, you know negotiate the or get ready and influence and cre- the credibility of before walking in the ring how many of his opponents did he mentally beat before ever stepping into the ring and then you gotta and, beat
1: yourself first yeah. You, you know, yeah our biggest challenge in life is ourself that's you gotta, our biggest you gotta battle. influence yourself first yeah you know life is a trip you know um, we think our life is only physical yeah, we think with most people. I'm not thinking. I'm not saying everybody because we believe that once we're dead, it's over. hmm And it's, it's, but it's not. But it's not. No, it's not over.
0: And that's 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 what I want to get to. You, you don't. You don't. You know. Listen. It's, uh, you know. It's no easy easy feat to be the, the 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 baddest man on the entire planet. Yeah. Right. So you know when when and uh, so when people think about it, I wanna I want to know what mentally you have to go to. You know what I mean? To be the baddest man on the on
2: the in the whole world. Yeah. You know, so the mentality—it's got to be because it starts there, right? It can't be physical, right? We just think it first. Oh yeah, we are
1: who we are right now. What we think we are, we are who we are right now. We're not even real. We're who we thought we we thought ourselves up. We summoned ourselves because of our thoughts
0: trip, bro. Well, right now, I'm a blunt <laughs> for being in this room, then. That's, yeah. I, I, that's what I think I am right now. I'm a blunt.
2: David, you're in for a ride, bro. Oh, I can't feel my toes. <laughs> oh, no.
0: <laughs> and then he lights on yeah, as soon as I say yeah.
2: that. That's what Mike does, man. And you've got an album. You've got an album I coming you out?
0: motivational. Oh, oh, man, I was going to he's singing, too. No, no, I ain't going to play myself. <laughs> uh, that's right, that's right. So, uh, yes, yeah, right. I, I got, uh, you know, a lot of times when we hear, you know, my speeches, you know, um uh you know, once you hear it once, you don't really need to hear it again, but if you can score it and I remember I was driving down the street and it was one of the days when I was it was Martin Luther King's uh birthday and you know, that's this hands down to me one of the greatest speeches ever written. And somebody was the DJ was playing it and he was just putting some music behind. It. I was like, Man, I wanna go to the gym mm. to work out with this speech, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, that's dope. So my friend was like, Listen, why don't I just put some you know, music is something to your to your joints. So when somebody is, you know, on the subway or in a car or running on the treadmill, they can just listen to it and power themselves. So, he said, because all the stuff I hear right now is bitches this suck a dick, <laughs> shot a motherfucker. And I, they were like, I, I don't want to work out to that. I want to work out to something that's about me. Yeah. Like, yo, you can do it. You know what I mean? Yes. Like da 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 da. So so we're putting that out and we got a bunch of tracks out now and um and we're doing that. And then I'm 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 about to start shooting the eleventh year of um Shark Tank. Dope. Shark Tank. Eleven, eleven years of seeing these amazing entrepreneurs come on there, and uh, eleven years of fighting with Mister Wonderful, um, <laughs> <laughs> and having a good time. So, you know, it's been a blessing. You know, listen, I'm I'm fifty years old, and listen, I've been an adult right since twenty. I never would have thought that one third of my life I'd have been on a on, on ABC, you know, doling out money and having a good time.
2: Awesome man! The show used
1: to watch all. I mean, the, the network used to watch all the time. you was a little kid, huh? Yeah, Fonzie.
0: Yeah, the network. <laughs> the, the network that Fonzie
2: was on. That's crazy. Dude. So, I'm the new Black Fonzie. Good for you, man. We love you no, for it.
1: You're <laughs> the new Black Damien. There's no one like yeah, you, dude. You're one, kind, right. you're one of a kind,
2: man. You're one of a kind. I was asking Mike, who do we have on? Oh, we were talking to Tony Touch. Tony earlier. Touch the DJ. Yeah. Uh huh. And we were talking about how so many superstar talents came out of New York when you guys were coming up,
1: yeah, look New York. I'm gonna tell you something about New York. This is what i've um my whole concept of I was New born
2: York. in New York myself
1: if New York people if they NYC, see some, no, if they see somebody that's from their neighborhood, from their culture or they next to them do something great. Fuck it. I could do that, too. Yeah. yeah. If he did uh-huh. that, I, I don't care. If it's somebody else from another coach, and I'm like, well, he's supposed to have that. Maybe that's not for me. I'm not. But if somebody that he knows this thing, oh, I could do that shit. Yeah, yeah. And that inspires everybody in the neighborhood.
0: Yeah. It's true. For sure. Isn't yeah. Me? New York is the ultimate hustler, yeah. man. No, you know Like man. in a small hungry town.
2: People, hungry people, hungry people. In a small town, if there's a superstar, everyone's like, oh, they were special. Mm-hmm. But in New York, because mm-hmm. you're just right in there yeah, with all that and everybody's energy. Got ego and yeah. Everybody's like, I want to yeah, be yeah, great. I can do that. I want to be great. I can do that. No
1: problem.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's awesome. They got so much determination, but they still don't know what to do with it. But now I got a goal. This guy gave me a goal. Yeah. Even if it's being the best gangster or what the best basketball, yeah. whatever it is, whatever direction that my hunger and determination, my will to exceed, succeed is going to get me there.
0: Yeah. It'll harden you growing up there because, you know, you, know, you got to go through 15 obstacles just to get to the store and get back right yeah, you got to yeah.
1: oh listen you got to go to stuff for your mother and all the yeah. robbers
0: are in front of the yeah, store yeah, your the your number runners are out there the and they may not be chilling oh, for you they get man. into a fight in front of you and then then all of a sudden yeah. then the cops come and we all got to run because everybody's arrested I'm just trying to get some uh, damn bread uh,
1: they might say yo, yo come here shorty yeah, you yeah, see yeah your yeah. pocket. come here yeah oh, yeah then you got to get on the
0: train to go if you're if you going to the city and you got to get on there with a thousand people there's a bum peeing on you crazy you know and and, and some way picking your pockets, fighting on the, Dude,
1: fighting on right, the train, man. right in front of you.
0: What motherfucker yeah. you bitch, boo boo, and fight right in the yeah, front of you? Yeah, right train. in front of you. You like, yo, pardon me, this is my stop, homie. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so, it's so, you well know, Yo, listen, New York, you know, it's listen. It's a trip.
1: Now. You see a guy, a girl stand up, a nice-looking girl, you see a guy rubbing on her. Yeah. She's like, get the fuck away yeah,
0: from her. Yeah, She can't be <laughs> rubbing up on women in New York. Those uh, women are some of the toughest men I know. Yeah. They're, They'll they're, fuck you they up. they knock you out. They don't give They'll up knock you the fuck. fuck out. You will catch a fuck 50 in the face quick.
1: They throw not lie they got lie in their pocket prepared to throw up yeah. people You're walking around with lying in your and fucking i'm not sure
0: pocket. i you know i know a lot of people here mike and i talk when i say a buck 50 you know that, that means a razor, that means a razor the blade face. cut across the face where you'll have 150 stitches for those who you don't know but you messing ah. with woman in new york they'll, they'll hook you just yeah, like, like that they
1: like cutting those pretty f- faces too. yeah yeah crazy ass. So buck that's why that.
0: i decided to sell hats and t-shirts yeah 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 i ain't buck gonna get that. no buck
2: 50 that's insane who were some of your inspirations growing up? Like some of the guys you look up to in business? Um,
0: I looked up to, well, business. Um, and
2: maybe it was maybe it was a drug dealer, man. I don't know.
0: No, I definitely looked up to as we were just talking about Supreme. But I looked up to Russell Simmons. Um, I really loved, uh, you know, all the stuff that um. You know, I loved Muhammad Ali obviously, um, for for seeing his brand grow the way he the how, how amazing he was. But we didn't have a lot, you know you know, we didn't really have a lot to look up to when we saw that we were looking at somebody like our, our color, you See, know. See, we
1: had Reggie Lewis but nobody was hip to him. Yeah,
0: yeah, Ebony Essence and, 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 and also the guys. Johnson um the people on that uh, Johnson Publishing too. Yeah, but they weren't like Reggie that. Lewis. Yeah, Reggie they Lewis was Red the Lewis. first big shot dog man. Yeah, yeah and, but, but we didn't know. But was. we didn't know about like social media wasn't out. Was. It, it was very hard, was. and nobody's writing them up. And and the only time you saw somebody even on TV with money, if they weren't uh, you know a basketball player, I I, I always just look at this entrepreneur on TV, but it didn't look like he was doing that well. It didn't look like Fred G. Sanford, the junk man, yeah, was doing that well <laughs> as an entrepreneur. So we didn't have many many people to look up to. I'm depressed. What did man. Reggie Lewis do? Mike knows the full story on
1: Reggie. Yeah, Reggie Lewis is um he's a he's a young guy, um, African American guy back in the day, and he started this company called Beatrice. Start looking, look him up, look him up. Matter of fact, Beatrice. Yeah, Reggie Lewis, Beatrice Foods. Basically, no man, you're not depressing like, me. I'm just feeling it's like Goya. Yeah. Okay.
2: Guy,
1: look what he did. and Watch his accomplishments.
2: Um, the- Beatrice. Reggie? Yeah, Reginald Lewis. Yeah, so he had, like, uh, I, 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 it's,
0: very, very similar. it's a food service company. I believe it was like a version of Goya, so they made it. Uh,
2: Beatrice C- C.E. at the end?
0: I'm dyslexic. I don't know.
2: Oh, okay. huh? okay. Go Yep, Reginald Lewis.
1: Yeah. Talk about him. Read us. Talk, talk to us about him. He was one
2: of the richest African-American men in the 1980s and the first African-American to build a billion-dollar company. TLC Beatrice international holdings in 1993 Forbes listed Lewis among the 400 richest Americans with a net worth estimated at 400 million recruited to top New York law firm Paul Weiss Rifkind Wharton and Garrison LLP immediately after law school Lewis left to start his own firm two years later after 15 years as a corporate lawyer with his own practice he moved to the other side of the table by creating TLC Group LP, a venture capital firm in 1983.
0: Yeah, you know what else I looked up to? I looked up to this guy named Ralph McDaniels who had a yeah, he uh, was a video, video music box. Yeah, that's my, that's my man, Ralph. Yeah, before BET and before VH1, and then I also looked up this great DJ everybody used to love named Frankie Crocker. Oh, I know Frankie's dead now, but yeah. Frankie Crocker was the man. He was, he was, he was, he was the best. Every time
1: I I used to see Frankie, he like, "I raised you, boy. I raised." I never <laughs> met Frankie Crocker. <laughs> no, nah, yeah. Frankie Crocker talks shit. Oh <laughs> man.
0: Ralph McDaniel, the video music box. Frankie, yeah.
1: Frankie Crocker.
0: Everybody, like most of the big artists, Jay, Puff, all of them, they all begged at one time or another for Ralph to either play their video or put them on their show. Ralph, uh, wow. and he's still boots on the ground, still an amazing guy who just really cares about the community. Off the hook, City. beautiful person. Yeah, great person. Beautiful person. But at the end of the day, you know, I think all of us at the table have been around the world, and I, I can I can try to complain all I want, but I've seen... I see some shit. Right?
2: Yeah, yeah for I may be sure. talking about getting robbed a couple times on the
0: way to the store, but I've seen pe- I've seen places where people are drinking out of the same water that animals are shitting oh, no. in. Right? So, absolutely. so oh, we've seen yeah. some shit, and um, you know what? I, I I'm not here to complain.
2: That's, yeah, that's yeah, not, no, know, exactly. I,
0: I'm, I'm here. To, I'm here to be you know, exactly. be positive and say that no matter who you are, whether you're you know any one of us at the table, you can make it.
2: You can absolutely make it. man, you can make it. No doubt about it. You, you know, appreciate there's
1: really that. bad places out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, when people have no rights, no human rights.
0: They have no human rights. They're they're still in slavery, you know? Yeah. yeah.
2: It's crazy, dude. Well, Shit, man. It's been a pleasure having you. Thank
0: you, man. I had a good Thank time. Thank you very yeah. much. My, I've, been, I've been wanting to tell Mike the spit in your drink story for about 15 <laughs> oh, years. Oh, I That's
2: know, man. <laughs> That's an amazing story, I want dude. to get
0: that off my chest in a safe environment. Yes, yeah. You God. know what I'm saying? Yeah.
1: You overcome your sin, young man. Thank you. God, <laughs> I
0: appreciate it. God will it. forgive you. I <laughs> like some of that devil's lettuce. Awesome, brother. There you go. Thank you, man. <laughs> the I devil's lettuce. You. I like that.
2: The devil's lettuce. You, yeah. lettuce. yeah. Hey, everybody. Thanks for... Checking this episode out of hot boxing. I'm never it really was hot.
1: That Mike Tyson.
2: <laughs> it was hot as hell with our hey, man. Hey, you want Damon. anybody
1: to know anything about you, Damon?
0: You yeah, yeah, catch me up on uh, Instagram. I'm the Shark Damon, like Raymond with a D. Or catch me on um, uh, um, Shark Tank and uh, and all that good stuff. And check out my motivational tracks to you know, get get yourself excited.
2: Hell yeah, I'm going to yeah, check them out. No doubt. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, everybody. Hot Boxing with Mike Tyson. Until next time, we're out of here.
1: In the house! Ow! Right. Thanks, man. That was awesome. Thanks, man. That was dope.
2: <laughs>
1: Have fun.